I'm Andrew Smith. This is Today in Church History, a place where we're reminded that history is truly his story. History is the story of God and the demonstration of his glory in the theater of world events. I hope you enjoy listening to these episodes of Today in Church History. Their purpose is to ignite a passion for God's truth, one historical event at a time. Today is Tuesday, May 21st, 2019. But on this day in history, May 21st, 1382, the so-called Earthquake Council took place, a meeting that resulted in the writings of John Wycliffe being condemned. Who was John Wycliffe? Why were his writings condemned? And why do we call this event the Earthquake Council? John Wycliffe was born in 1324 and died in 1384. He was one of the most significant forerunners to the Protestant Reformation. History has given him the nickname the Morning Star of the Reformation due to his massive influence on later reformers. Before the sun rises in the morning, a bright star often shines in the eastern sky. This is called the Morning Star because it's as if the star is telling us by its very appearance that the sun will soon appear driving the darkness of the night away. John Wycliffe was the morning star. Living almost 200 years before Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the castle church door in Wittenberg, Wycliffe was shining forth gospel truth. The rays coming from the sunshine of truth that John Wycliffe propagated began in England, but then extended into other parts of Europe. When the Black Death spread through his native England in 1349, Wycliffe saw it as a sign of God's judgment and began seriously studying his Bible. Wycliffe then carried on his studies at Oxford. He was a man not afraid to speak out against the corruptive teachings of the monks. He also openly spoke out against the Pope himself. He was bothered by both the beliefs as well as the lifestyle of the clergy, not dissimilar to the things that Martin Luther would later condemn the church for. John Wycliffe was so courageous that one time when he was ill unto death, his enemies celebrated. They visited him and told him that soon he would die and that he should recant his teachings against the clergy. After listening to their evil pleas, Wycliffe sat up in bed and in hushed tones told the visiting friars, I shall not die, but live and declare the errors and sins of you wicked men more than ever. Indeed he did. He recovered from his illness and preached and wrote against penance for the forgiveness of sins, the unbiblical nature of buying indulgences, and the wastefulness of pilgrimages. He drew strength and doctrine from the Bible, a book most people in his day never even saw in their lifetimes, much less read. He pointed the people to Jesus, insisting that Christ alone is the one mediator between God and man, not a priest. He especially spoke out against the Roman Catholic doctrine of transubstantiation, the teaching that the bread and wine at the Lord's Supper actually turn into the body and blood of Christ. This answers why his writings were condemned at the Earthquake Council on May 21, 1382 in London, England. The Roman Catholic Church staunchly held to transubstantiation. But at this council, they specifically condemned 24 articles of Wycliffe's teachings. The truth, however, was that Wycliffe had already been declared a heretic in 1377 by the church. But why is this event where Wycliffe's teachings were condemned called the Earthquake Council? Well, simply because an earthquake occurred sometime in the afternoon on this day when the council was actually meeting. Now, Wycliffe's followers, 
known as the Lollards, insisted that this earthquake was a sign from God that he was angry with Wycliffe's accusers. Of course, those who opposed Wycliffe saw it as a sign that God was on their side, that God was angry with Wycliffe himself. But Wycliffe withstood this earthquake, both literally and figuratively, because he was standing on the solid rock of God's word. Wycliffe's greatest contribution was his translation of the scriptures into English. Believing that every person should have a copy of the scriptures for themselves, John Wycliffe was assisted by a team of other academically minded theologians who completed the translation of the Bible in 1380. The magnitude of this work cannot be overstated, especially for English-speaking and English-descending Christians. The work was tedious and hard. It was all copied by hand. The lesson to learn from the Earthquake Council of 1382 is that there is not authority church councils included, that stands equal to or above sacred scripture. Wycliffe withstood the earthquake of accusers that sought to make him tremble only because his confidence was in God's word. So even before the Reformation motto sola scriptura was developed, John Wycliffe and his followers, the Lollards, believed that scripture alone was the Christian's final authority. And if you study church history, you also find that God's people have always believed this. Remembering history is important because remembering history reminds us what God has done and what God can do. God will preserve and protect his sacred scripture for eternity. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. God's word is a mighty rock that cannot crumble. It will withstand any earthquake, any howling storm, and any assault from the enemy. History is truly his story. It's the story of God and the demonstration of his glory in the theater of world events. I hope you truly enjoyed enjoyed this episode of Today in Church History. If you would like to write me, you can email me at asmith at preachingsociety.org, asmith at preachingsociety.org. You can also follow me on Facebook and Twitter. For more resources, including more podcasts and other articles, you can visit my website, www.heartaflame.org. Feel free to email me. I love to hear from my listeners and hear about their requests or their suggestions regarding future episodes. Until next time, I'm Andrew Smith.